Welcome to This Week in Wyoming Cowboys Athletics here in wyomingathletics.org. Powered by ESP Media, powered by Sonner Sports. I'm Jason Griefer. Once again, we're back with Wyoming Assistant Athletic Director Jeff King. Jeff, good to talk to you once again. Let's get right into it. Let's start first with your boys basketball team off to a, a, a 2-0 start in league play. So just uh, one of two remaining uh, unbeatens in the league, yourselves and, uh, and uh, Indian Hill. And, of course, uh, we're looking at the schedule, and you're going to host Indian Hill on a Monday night before we uh, talk next. So a big one there, but uh, also a big non-conference game uh, tonight. Going to go to Roger Bacon and, and, and they're, you know, they're a pretty good team uh, overall there, but uh, you know, you've got Deer Park in there as well before a uh, five game stretch on the road to close the CHL season. So not, that's going to be tough. We'll talk about that as we go along here, particularly with the Deer Park and the Indian Hill games. And I guess we can talk a little bit more about Indian Hill because you know they're right at the top with you in the league standings. How big are these two games going to be to take care of, knowing that the last five year road games in the CHL are not going to be at Wyoming? You're going to travel for those. It's going they're going to be huge. You know, I mean, especially because preparing us for the tournament because we're going to have to go on the road and you know different sites to play play in the tournament. Um, those Indian Hill games, we have to play them twice also in that stretch. So, you know, we're definitely preparing for a tough matchup there. We lost a tough, really tough one to, to Mount Healthy over the weekend. Um, so we're looking to bounce back for that. This Roger Bacon one will be a good test for us on the road um, going into the stretch when it comes to, you know, playing some league games all on the road at the end of the year. With that Roger Bacon one as well, and, and we talked that they're, they're a very good team, can that also serve – not only is a good test for the rest of the league, but also for the postseason as well with the quality of opponent that you're not only going to see with Roger Bacon, but once you get into the postseason. Yeah, absolutely. And we've been trying to do that all year. I mean, the way that we opened up the season with those three tough GCL games, um, you know, playing a tough Mount Healthy team, we rescheduled Purcell later on in the year. You know, that's always a tough game. So trying to get those games in with the league play, especially in how challenging it's been this year with schedule changes and all that. Whatever we can do, having a team like Roger Bacon to go on the road and play them tonight, that's going to be a great test for us and you know, hopefully really set us up for success in the tournament. Let's move on to the girls' side and uh, a, a really tough loss to Hughes uh, Monday night, which we covered on WatchHSSports.tv, uh, a game that was seemingly there for the taking throughout, and it was just one of those nights where a lid just seemed to be on the basket uh, for your team. Uh, like I said, they were in it the entire way. Particularly at the foul line, they, they they shoot just eleven of twenty eight from the free throw line and, and lose and lose by a single digits there. So really tough pill to swallow there. However, a couple of bright spots coming out of it. A Meredith Bornhold goes for goes for a career high. She had twenty points. Elise Cup, another big night off the bench for her. She got to double figures for the first time uh, there. We talked about Elise uh, a couple of weeks back, I think, and her production off the bench, particularly in that that first Madeira win. And how big she was off the bench there. She's blocking every shot in sight, every shot in sight, you know, inside, grabbing offensive rebounds and what have you. But I want to talk about um, the leadership from Meredith Bornhold being one of the two seniors on this team. And she's been the only one that's really seen extended action. Natalie Strom you know, hasn't hasn't been able to be on the floor. But uh, how has Meredith's leadership been and helped Elise grow into a pr- really productive player for you coming off the bench? It's been really big. You know, Meredith wants to take this program to the next level and, and you know, leave a great legacy for the girls coming up behind her. Um, this is her last season, as you mentioned, um, you know, not a lot of seniors on this team. So to her, her, for her to have that performance last night against a really tough Hughes team 
it's been really big developing not only, you know, Elise, but all the girls underneath her coming up in the program. So we're really lucky to have a girl like Meredith as a leader on that team. Um, excited to see where that can go with the years to come, you know, the girls that are coming up. And as you mentioned, you know, we, we change a couple of those shots, sink a couple of those free throws, a couple of those layups, yeah. you know, we're in a game where we, we can beat a really good Hughes team. Um, but we're excited about where they're at. There's just a couple tweaks, I think, after talking with um, you know Coach Isaac, and you know there, there's the things that we can fix. And one of the things that, that really stood out to me last night as well, and it did back in the Madeira game, but I think more so last night, is this team, your team, has size at all five positions. You know, you start, you know, Michaela Thomas and Paige Burke in the backcourt. They're both five foot six. That's good. That's good size for your backcourt. And then your 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 front three are all five ten and taller. And then you bring six foot three Elise Cup off the bench. It makes things so difficult for an offense to try and navigate. And at times we saw Hughes really struggle with that. For some reason, Hughes decided to sit on the ball in the second quarter, which we were talking before we started recording, which was baffling uh, why they did it. But nevertheless. It also means that this is a team that right now, you know, the record currently, you know, is what it is at six and eight. But this is a team I'm looking at. They're better than a six win team and they're going to be they can be a real problem getting into the postseason because the old adage goes, you can't teach size and your team has it in droves. Absolutely. And especially because we're playing those tough games like Hughes. I mean, we picked up a summit game over the weekend. We know how good summit is usually year in and year out when it comes to girls basketball. So all of that thing, all of those things, you know, coupled together. And then with that size going into it, which we're going to need, you know, going into the tournament. I know Coach Isaac is really excited about where this team is. Um, and we got a nice stretch of games coming up. The, you know, the, those girls have a jam-packed schedule the next week, ne- next two weeks, really. So going into the tournament, um, you know, we, we like where we're at. And it's going to start uh, this Wednesday when Finneytown uh, comes in. We're going to have that game on WatchHSSports.tv and then Indian Hill and Taylor and then North College Hill coming uh, next Monday before closing out the, the, the regular season uh, next week. Let's move on. Let's talk about your swim teams. They were out at uh, Keating uh, late last week in, in, in matches with St. Ursula and St. X. A couple, of, a couple of swimmers we want to focus on here in our conversation, Mia Hagenauer and Kyleen Chu. Uh, go one two in the two hundred IM. Mia wins it. Kyleen finishes uh, second. We've talked about Mia in in past episodes here on the show and kind of how she's just kind of been you know steady as she goes. Just every single match or every single meet, I should say, just solid performance after solid performance after solid performance. You know, and and now we see in her, her last one wins in the two hundred IM. What have you seen in her uh, development over over her time at Wyoming and how? How has that culminated now in her uh, final go around? She's just been such a consistent athlete and leader um, with developing year in and year out, you know, all, all the way going back to the soccer team. So we, she, she's been someone who we've loved to watch grow. Um, really excited where she is in her senior year. Um, super proud of her, especially the leadership that she brings. So where that girls team is, you know, we're going to have a chance to hopefully make some noise at that state tournament. Um, especially going up, you know, in that tough meet over the weekend. So we're, we're, we're excited about it for sure. And super proud of Mia, super proud of Kyleen. And there's, a, you know, we, list could go on there with, with the group of girls, but yeah, uh, it, they're in a good position. You're a, you, you do a lot of training of the student athletes there. In addition to your assistant AD roles there, you talked about Mia, not only doing what she does in the pool, but also coming over from the soccer team. So she just nonstop there. How good is her cardio level? 
<laughs> she's in really good shape. I, I you know, I, I probably a cardio level, which I wish I could get back to. And, and, and I'd, I'd still have, I'd still have a tough time keeping up with her. So he was just someone, she's someone who you can throw whatever you want to at her when it comes to the training side. And she's going to smile at you and keep coming. Yeah. And, 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 and that shows swimming is such a hard demanding physical sport. And I yeah. don't know a lot of people realize that, but it's so hard. Um, and for her to consistently compete at high, at the high level she is, it just goes to show um, what type of athlete she is. What's next for her track and field? What what, what are you going to try and convince her next to do? Whatever she wants to do, um, <laughs> I, I would be on board for it. You know, that, that's for sure. We're excited about whatever. I'm sure she's going to be successful in whatever she chooses to do in her future. <laughs> and she's already successful now, but you can only yeah. imagine where she's going to go with with her dedication. Uh, to her craft for sure. Uh, let's switch gears here. Let's move on to the bowling lanes and uh, let's talk about your boys. Five wins in a row. Yep. Uh, right now, you know, beat Norwood a couple of times. Also uh, took out Summit there. The last one against Norwood, a real a really tight match there. And uh, so you know they get the job done there. And uh, looking at some of the scores, just consistency across the board. You know, a team score of eight hundred eight in, in game one, seven ninety six in game two, and then seven fifty four in the Baker game. So they're right there, just one through one through six as far as this one goes. Just consistency across the board. Now a little bit of time to uh, fine tune some things because as of now, it looks like we're not scheduled to be back in action until this coming Monday uh, out at Madison against Marymount there. So. You know, a, a real good stretch right now uh, for the team, and we always talk. We've talked here on the on the show in the past about peaking at the right time and, and wanting to be you know at your best. You know, as you're heading into the end of the regular season and into the postseason, are you getting that vibe when you talk to Coach Wood that this team, you know, obviously the results are showing with five wins in a row, but just in their actual play, are they seeing that right now that they're trending at, towards that peak as the postseason nears? Absolutely. You know, I think we talked when uh, we first started the winter, um, the winter podcast for the season, they had a little bit of struggles at the beginning of the year, yeah. but they, they've been able to really, like you said, find that groove. And that's what you want at this point in time. Obviously you love to see the success throughout the whole season, but sometimes you go through those trials at the beginning of the year, it sets you up better for later on. And, you know, we're starting to see that, see that success with them. And we love that string of wins that they're starting to put together. Over on the girls' side, we talked last week about how they had set a program record with eight wins on the season, and these girls are—they're okay—they're greedy because apparently eight wins isn't enough. They just keep uh, keep putting wins together. They picked up a couple, picked up a couple of more against Norwood, a, a, a tough loss to Summit in the middle right there. So you know, not all smiles there, but a, a Summit's always—they always have a very good program. But nevertheless, now a ten-win season, ten and three on the year. They're sitting at four and two. Uh, in the CHL and still with a chance to win the league title. Now they're going to have to get some help from Redding at the top, who's three and zero in the league, and uh, and and Taylor at four and one. But still, the possibility is there. You'll see Redding in in a couple of weeks' time, so that's still a possibility uh, there as well. And it's similar to the boys. It, it, we're seeing just consistent team scores every single match. And, and you know, look at this, these last few, uh, Deer Park wins 1650 and 1775. The Norwood wins 1668 and 1694. So not a lot of variance right here. They know what they can do uh, each each time out there. Is, is how, how, much, how much of that is intentional to try to get those similar results uh, every single week? And are they in a similar situation to the boys where they feel like, hey, we're going in the right direction here. And if we can get into the postseason, not only as individuals, but as a team, and we can do some damage. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's what they're thinking is it, the consistent play and the consistent rise of their play is what they can hang their hats on right now. Like you said, a 10-win season, you know, that, that's that's pretty good, especially consistently now they've broken their own record now twice. So, yeah. let, let, you know, let, let's keep it going. Um, <laughs> I think they're just really excited about that and to continue along with the boys, not only on the individual basis, but if they can go in, make some noise as a team, as a program, it's something that we've been looking to elevate that program as, and that's a really good first step, for, you know, showing up for the years to come too. We, we've talked also about this program being an emerging program that was still being built up and, and trying to get the numbers up. You know, we talked a lot about that last season and trying to get up the numbers for the program. So you have enough to, to, to get out there and have depth on your team. And so you look at this now, all of a sudden in this neck, in this season, they've had a lot of success really early and really often. And you see in some instances, you could see some, some athletes in some various sports or whatever, you kind of take a step back and say, wow, this is pretty easy. And they, they relax. And all of a sudden the winds stop or they slow down a lot. We haven't seen that from this program. They just continue to push in, match in and match out and continue to pile up the wins. What has the coaching staff said about the fact that these girls are not resting on their laurels and they continue to want those wins each and every time out when you see in instances other other teams or programs might let up? Well, they're just proud of them. I mean, they're, they're proud of the, the way that they want to compete. It, it goes along with the same thing with the boys' side where, you know, they didn't start at the, at the, the way they wanted to, and the girls then had a goal. Well, let's set the record when they saw that they, we could do this, and let's keep setting it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's something where – the past is the past now. They're looking for the future and looking to keep keep winning and hopefully make some noise when we get to the tournament. You know, it, it's an exciting time for Wyoming Bowling, and um, we love where that program's going. Let's switch to uh, wrestling. They were at uh, Miami Trace over the weekend. Uh, a lot of finish, a lot of wins, a lot of top three finishes. Uh, we saw some photos of the guys being awarded after their performances. Uh, Onyx Mendenhall finishes second in, there in his his weight class, and I saw a picture of him with his gear on. He had his mask on. He looked like Bane uh, <laughs> with with all the 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 traps and oh, yeah. everything else. And the old adage goes, you know, he's got muscles in places like I don't even have places for. Um, <laughs> he's just a big dude. But nevertheless, another really good result there uh, at Miami Trace. The, the coaches polls come out. You're ranked second in Southwest Ohio behind Ross, got a number of first place votes. So it's really splitting hairs there as far as who is the best in Southwest uh, Ohio there. What did the coaches say about the team's overall performance there uh, at Miami Trace and what comes next for the program? You know, again, that, that's a program where we're really proud of where they're at. Um, we really believe that we can wrestle with anybody um, and, and we want to wrestle with anybody. So we're super excited about that. We, you know, we have a big match coming up tomorrow at Mason High School. We have another good quad match coming up at home on Saturday morning against some really tough teams. So we're going to really see where we're at going into um, going into February. And we got some guys where hopefully when it comes to that state championship, you know, we're, we're going to be recognizing some more names. And you know, like you mentioned, Onyx could be one of them. It's we, we've talked about in the previous podcast. He's not a guy I want to wrestle. So, no. that's, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and and that could go that could actually be said with pretty much that whole lineup up and down that, yeah. that we have working on. So um, we're really proud of where they're at. We're excited to make some noise. And, you know, you mentioned the rankings. That's something that we look at. But we know that we can compete with anybody and we're going to keep that mentality going and hopefully keep, keep stacking up some wins. 
Yeah, looking at this, that was uh, that 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 result there at Miami Trace was Onyx's first loss of the season. So now he drops to sixteen and one with twelve pins. Uh, Bruce Wagers won again. He's still unbeaten, thirteen and zero with eleven pins. You know, I could go on and on down the line. Jacob Bryan seventeen and one with thirteen pins, and I think that's what's just as impressive to me as the fact that with the wins is that so many of these across the board against all the with all these weight classes. They're doing it by pin. They're they're not they're not winning on points every match. They're not winning, you know, you know, fifteen nothing or ten nothing or whatever the case may be. They're pinning dudes every single time out. Yeah, I mean, they're they're going to finish the matches that they get in, and they're going to win that way. That's what they want to do. They have that mentality of, I don't care who's across from me on the mat. I'm going to try to finish this and, you know, have that official slap the mat and raise my hand. And that's kind of a great mentality that that Coach Lyons has built for that program. They're just such tough kids and super excited about the future where that's going to be. When you see them wrestle, I'm sure you have some moments where you go, whoa, like what just happened? What just happened right here? Have you, in talks with Coach Lyons, has he had some of those moments this year where it's like maybe some guys, maybe one of your wrestlers just facing off against another guy who's one of the better in the area and they take him down. Does he ever have those moments where he's like, "What? I may have something better than I thought I did here? So I think he does, but then I also, I, I think he knows what he has and the potential. We still haven't necessarily even tapped into the full full potential of it. So I think, you know, when, when those moments happen, he's kind of like, that's what we've been looking for. And we knew that you had it in you. You're able to do that. Now let's see what else we can tap out of you. You know, let's see what else we can get. Because for so many of those kids, you know, the ceiling are, is so high for him where he's such a good coach, you know, puts them, in, puts them in the right position that I know he has those moments, but it's really, he knows he's preparing them the right way. And um, it's, it's really exciting to watch. From what you've seen as, as we're winding down here on the show, as we're winding down also in the regular season and the postseason's around the corner, the way they have come together the last couple of weeks, do you see one or more state champions here, even if not as a team, individuals? Can they go all the way and win a, win a couple state titles? I definitely think we have some kids with that ability. Um, I mean, I know we do. You know, the, the way that they've handled kind of all the distractions and everything that go along with this season, I think you can make the argument that it's crazy that we're even still wrestling. I mean, when it comes to everything that's going on, wrestling's a, a sport that has eyes on it to where it's like, how are they able to even get this done? But yeah, they've yeah. focused on the right goals. They're doing the right things in practice. They're taking care of their bodies and – Really, I, I think we definitely have some kids on this, you know, on this team that when it comes down to the state championship, we could see some hands being raised. And for folks out there who are watching or listening to the podcast, if you have any doubts about that, remember our old adage the last few weeks, you don't mess with a wrestler. That's and so right. If you, if you have questions about it, you can, can you can tell those men directly to their faces. And Jeff King and I will be two two miles away and you're on your own. So uh, it, they're, they're they're continuing to to put it together here and uh, a, a, a really big finish of the season in store. And we'll, we'll talk more about that uh, uh, next week uh, for sure. Uh, Jeff, certainly appreciate some of the time this week and uh, looking forward to it a week from now. Awesome, man. It was fun. Appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you next time. Absolutely. That is Wyoming Assistant Athletic Director Jeff King joining us here on wyomingathletics.org for this week and Wyoming Cowboys Athletics here on ESP Media, powered by Sodom Sports.